it's finding a balance and also recognizing that I'm doing all of this for like fun. So if it's in a certain night, I'm just kind of like, I just don't really feel like it, then I just don't really feel like it and I don't do it. A few weeks ago, I sat down with Julia Cunningham to talk about her work-life balance. We touched on being immersed in the act of doing, pursuing team versus individual sports, and the division of energy. Since chatting, Julia has actually accepted a new position that will give her a better balance and allow her to put more time towards her career and passion as a musician. I hope you make it through the incredibly awkward opening and are able to enjoy the rest of the episode. My name is Alex McLean, and you're listening to the very first episode of The 41st Hour. Introduce yourself. Who am I talking to? Sure, <laughs> sure. So I'm Julia Cunningham. Uh, I am Halifax, born and raised, 29-year-old. And I am an occupational therapist by day on most days. <laughs> and outside of that, I do like a bunch of stuff, I guess. But most of the main ones are I climb and I play music and in the winter, I coach. Coach ringette. Ringette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not climbing music. Gotcha. Yeah. I would have, maybe I'm wrong, but I would have included biking in that. Maybe I just have this, like, <laughs> perception. <laughs> I of... like that, but I wouldn't include that in my, in my lineup. Right. I'd like for it to be in my lineup. I think when I think of future plans, it is. Mm. Like, I'm really interested in the idea of doing more biking, specifically bike packing. Mm-hmm is what I would like to do more of. And you might think that or associate that with me because I did do a bike packing trip. And you went on a, you did the Sambro loop. Like I did do the Sambro loop. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's all part of my pursuit of future. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should build my biking capacity. So I did the, the Sambro loop, but I wouldn't say that I get out biking regularly, mm-hmm. but so, I'd like to do more. Yeah. So yeah. climbing's the main the main like uh, recreational activity outside of ringette yeah 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 climbing's the main like for funsies hobby <laughs> <laughs> i would say for sure do you think that so you're gonna try and integrate more biking yeah how are you gonna try and manage the balance of like climbing and biking so that's something i struggle with is like running and climbing is yeah how to like well and that's a, that's a good point because i also have recently been like I should get into running, <laughs> but my issue has been, I, so I was like, I'll get into running, but then I've always had knee pain when I run. So I went to a physio and was like, I want to try and address this and like think about the way I'm running so I can get into it like successfully. And so I went to physio and she was like, all right, like you need to commit to like running at least twice a week, doing exercises mm-hmm. at least four times a week. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> and then, like, I just have not been doing that, like, at all. Um, so if my physio ever listens to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why I haven't booked back in with you. It's because I haven't, I know I haven't done enough work for it to be worthwhile. It's too guilty to go back. Yeah, no, it's like, it's not worth it unless you've done work. Essentially, uh, like, progress yeah. exercises. And I just have, I'm not at that point yet. So I'm just being like, okay, this week I'll really commit. <laughs> yeah. And then I just haven't. Just been. at least one day. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and you start smaller. Yeah. But finding that balance, I think, can be 
tough because it's like, and especially, I mean, I'm, it's finding a balance and also recognizing that I'm doing all of this for like fun. So if it's in a certain night, I'm just kind of like, I just don't really feel like yeah. it. Then I just don't really feel like it and I don't do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really motivated to be doing a lot. Um, it's not like I'm like, oh, I'm a professional at this. I have to train even on the days I don't want to. Yeah. Like I don't, I really don't. I can't just like <laughs> be home and just do whatever. And that's fine if I want to do that. So, um, but I think finding the balance of, I think I've been thinking about that maybe a bit more, like, especially with climbing where my habit has just been to be climbing like almost every day. Mm-hmm. And I've been purposely spreading that, that out a bit more. Cause I find that I have better quality climbing sessions when I do take some breaks Yeah, and climbing is something where I am motivated to try and like work a bit towards it. Like I would like to improve. I have like you have goals. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So like I want to see my performance improve versus like running and biking. I'd like to see it improve, but I don't. I don't really have big goal big goals in that. Like, oh, you have some big goals in biking. We'll, we'll touch on yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay, true, <laughs> true. But like in especially in running, like I'm motivated to run because I want to have more regular cardio in my life. Yeah. So it's more from like a health perspective Mm -hmm. and just like how convenient running is that I want to do it. But I don't really care about, I don't really plan on entering like any running races. Yeah. So it's not like the running itself that I really care about. It's more like the health aspects. And like you said, the convenience, like I would like to do more trail running, but just the ability to step outside and go for a run and not have to drive to your destination is so, so easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think for me with running, it was like, the reason I was thinking wanting to do more biking was again, from the cardio standpoint. And because I did that bike packing trip and was like, this was so fun. I want to do more, mm-hmm. but recognizing that I'd like my capacity to be a bit better. Like if I'm doing more bike packing trips, I want yeah. to be able to do bigger days. So I'm or motivated. Or bike into the wind, like we were Or bike into the wind. If you ever go to the Magdalene <laughs> Islands, you will learn that that's this really important skill. Um, and that was hard. So, um, yeah. I can't remember where I was going with that. Yeah, this is going to be an all-over conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm trying to keep mental notes and yeah. just, like, refer back to them. But, like, one thing you mentioned was climbing goals. So what do right. you... Do you like do you have specific climbing goals or what's like any routes in mind or trips or anything? Or? Yeah, um, a little bit. And I think I think I'm feeling interested in setting some more specific ones. Um, I want I think I would I would feel stoked if there's like two V4s on Dover. There's the bear and the wave. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to do both of those. And I feel like they're within they're within reach. Yeah. So if I think about goals that I have, especially outside, it's like those two that mm-hmm. I think of. But that being said, it's kind of like goals in a bit of a loose sense because I still haven't, like I haven't been to Dover yet this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm still like, oh yeah, I'll get there. I'll probably try and get there a few times and I'm, I want to try those and I'd be mm-hmm. stoked to get them, but I'm not like training specifically for them. Um, and then recently at Seven Bays, I've had this whole goal of wanting to oh, do yeah. all the blues. Um <laughs> That's a good way to look at it because it's kind of hard to have inside goals to reset every week. But if you're just like every blues, and I think that just helps your climbing in general to yeah. reach a certain like benchmark. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more feeling really well-rounded at a certain level. Mm-hmm. I being like I could do every style of climbing they set in this grade range 
I was able to do. What grades are the blues for anybody who doesn't know? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just All of like, our listeners outside yeah. of Halifax. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, wait. I have to go from the beginning to figure it out. So yellow is zero to two. Orange is one to three. Green is two to four. So blue is three, three to, to five. five. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Think, yeah. Yeah, blues are three, V3 to V5. Um, but I feel like that indoor goal ties well with your outdoor goals. Like, indoor yeah. climbing is much different than outdoor, but, like, the V3 yeah. to V5 range is kind of, like, the two projects are V4s. Yeah. So being able to climb consistently within that range. And obviously, like, you have projects that are, when they're up indoors, they're more than the yeah. the blue range. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it does kind of fit in and both those outdoor climbs i've like done before or not done done sorry (laughs) what's your goal it doesn't make sense i've tried before so i've done moves i've worked them a little bit too so it feels that's why i think they feel within reach too but yeah i think it kind of maps maps on and i i think that that's um there's something to be said for sure for doing climbs that are um you know that aren't like it's 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 like I guess you're still projecting because there definitely are some blues that I have to really work at, but mm-hmm. it's also just like there's a bit of volume, so it's almost like they're 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 climbs that I don't have to like do a move over and over and over again to be like okay I got one move of this and yeah. then it's like the next move versus like harder climbs, every move is like at a projecting limit. Yeah, you know, but that's not the case for these. So it's more so to me it's like it's like feeling confident in like my quality of movement. I mm-hmm. think that would kind of tie into, but it just started, started like as like a fun idea and it's still fun, but I would just realize that I was super close. There was just like one blue that I'd have to do yeah, to reach it. But then I like didn't get that one within whatever time. And then now they're resetting more often. <laughs> so it's just like, I'm like, Oh, now there's like four I have to do. And then, so have it you continues. Ever timed yourself and trying to get them all in a session, like speed record, all the blue holds at seven days. Or blue climbs, not blue, blue holds. Yeah, I haven't. No. But that could be the progression. Your, yeah, yeah. Once you get them all, then you got to start like bringing the bar down. Right. Yeah. Or up. Or up. Oh, yeah, true. I guess you're uh, setting the bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to work on my vocal skills for, <laughs> for podcasting. <laughs> Words. <laughs> that would be fun. I think that would be fun for me to do right now. I think it would be fun to do with blues. I think it would also be fun to do with greens. Definitely, To yeah. see how quick I could go through them. Yeah. Greens are like my favorite climbs. I find still they just feel like flowy for me typically, and but they're 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 hard enough. They're really interesting. Yeah, that's what I was gonna just say. Yeah, like there's typically some really interesting movement. You have to really be mindful of your body positioning. Like I think for people who are just starting out, greens teach them a lot, and I think greens can feel really really hard. Um, And then you learn more about how to move, and 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 they can feel a lot better. You know, like I remember when I was first starting and getting on to like greens at V2 to V4 kind of range and being like, these are impossible. <laughs> and then I figured out how to move a bit more. And then it's like, oh, these are really nice. Yeah. Like, just use like more technique than, yeah. than body strength. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, sometimes I find greens are difficult too. Oh, like, they can be yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, um, yeah, there's typically like some greens kicking around the gym. And I'm like, these are, that's really hard. For sure. You just kind of avoid them. Like, you're like, <laughs> it's like ah. I do them once and you're yeah. like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know that I have specific goals outside of that, but I have been interested in and dabbling a little bit in like hangboarding. 
yeah i can never stick to a routine and yeah it's kind of like talking about setting climbing goals i would also say i have loose goals because i don't commit to a training routine and it's like if it goes it goes if not there's so many other climbs that i can right. or i can go for a bike ride or go for a run and yeah like, i think i'm just not as committed as some other people but yeah. um what have you have you started one or are you kind of like diving into the details figuring yeah. it out yeah i'd say figuring it out like i i listen to some like um like podcasts or like youtube videos just trying to figure out what makes sense so like shout out to like lattice training <laughs> for helping that pursuit Tom randall yeah, exactly. wide boys <laughs> wide boys if you listen to this call alex it'll make his life yeah i will i will sponsor you guys that's how stoked i'll be <laughs> you will sponsor them yeah yeah it'll be an interesting situation just like i could send them oh what are you gonna send them free photo shoot okay. i really think that benefits me more than it benefits You're, them <laughs> no you'll send them free custom t-shirts because you oh, love I making have so many custom ideas t-shirts. yeah face yeah. holds are aid face holds are aid it's <laughs> <laughs> like still stuck in my mind you said that i was like that is so good it's i'm like gonna the best crack climbing trad joke i've ever made <laughs> anyone's I don't even ever really, made i don't even do it <laughs> yeah. like it's not even i think you were really watching real and i climb cracks and you were like face holds are aid from the bed <laughs> you're like ah like Just slight chirping, chirp peanut gallery <laughs> yeah like, come on because i'm like yeah not climbing um yeah i think just dabbling a little bit in that and seeing how that feels but i think i think yeah i'm feeling interested in like just building my like finger strength Mm -hmm. like forearm strength um i think that could lend itself well to like some more outdoor climbing too which is cool yeah because i just i mean outdoor climbing obviously you're just dealing a lot more with like tiny it's like tiny sharp holds especially here in nova scotia yeah it's so sharp (laughs) yeah so it's a different type of fitness than a lot of gym climbing that's more it's like acrobatic body yeah coordination kind of stuff yeah so yeah, those are your climbing goals and like how yeah. you're going to achieve them. But biking goals, we've yeah. had, I guess, like an Instagram discussion over this. Yeah. But I'm definitely interested to hear more about your, your biking goals. I'll let you explain more of what yeah. they are exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm like enamored with the idea of doing like a really big bike packing trip. So either the, the Great Divide I think is what I it's think called. is what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously I'm new into my enamored state <laughs> with it. Um, or yeah, I think well the other thing that well the, the route that originally got me thinking about like crossing the states or crossing something was just going down the Pacific Coast Highway on the west of the states, mm-hmm. going from like Vancouver to like the Mexican border. Um, but then the, through that I came across the Great Divide instead, which would be off like off road. Mm-hmm. Um which I think will be really cool. So I've been, I think I've been trying to settle into like, what, what do I want to do with bike packing? Cause I, I like, I think my next step is getting like the right bike for yeah. what I want to do. Um, cause when I did bike packing in the Magdalene islands, first we were on road most of the time. Second, I borrowed my mom's bike. <laughs> so I'd have to like get myself a good like adventure rig kind yeah. of thing. Um, so I'm trying to settle in on like, what, what does that look like? Like, do I want to be more on road? Do I want to be off road? I think I've settled in on wanting to be more off road, but it's like, well, what degree of off road do I want to be doing? Yeah. I feel like a gravel bike is probably a good in between because you could do the gravel, but you could put, 
obviously it's not ideal, but put road tires on yeah. the gravel bike, I think. Yeah. I'm also super new to biking, so yeah. I just figured. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a thing. <laughs> I think that's a thing. So, yeah, you, you can you can obviously still, still kind of use it in that, yeah, in, like the, in the road world, too. I think what I've been trying to debate is, like, do I think I want to do something that's off-roady enough that I should get a hardtail mountain yeah. bike? Will I be limited if I get a gravel bike? But I've seen people do some pretty cool stuff <laughs> on a gravel bike, so I think it's probably the right fit. Just get some like bouncy elbows and you'll do good. <laughs> Those are your forks. <laughs> bouncy elbows. But yeah, I guess if you got a hardtail, you could ride it like Macintosh and then also take on the gravel and lock the suspension. Yeah, yeah, you could. I think too, when I've gone, the one time in my life I ever went mountain biking, <laughs> um, I... The part that I liked the most was like flowy single track yeah. stuff. So not really like anything I needed a lot of suspension for, just like kind of flowing through some stuff. Yeah, so, nothing super technical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like my jam would be to do that. But yeah, bikepacking. So the Great Divide is, I think, would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what gets complicated is like, how can I make that happen? Because... That would be, I want, I think I have to have like two months of my life like, yeah, available Yeah, so that's for where it. I was going to get into yeah. this. Yeah. Do you so think that's, that's doable? Hard. Like with work, getting two months or would you consider like splitting it up? Obviously you want to do it all in one go, mm. but like if you had to do like two four week stints or is it even like a yeah. four week stint possible for you and your current right. OT setup? That's a good question. Um, I don't think I'd want to split that up. I think I'd want to do it all in one go. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... And it would not be easy to do with my current work situation. I think the only option I could, the only way I could do it would be to take a leave of absence from work, mm-hmm. which would have to get approved. But I, like I, one of my coworkers took like a four month leave of absence from wow. work yeah. yeah, in like the fall, which was cool. And I didn't really realize it was possible. So you're not paid for that time, yeah, but it was possible and she had a job to come back to. So yeah. that's cool. It's nice to have that security, like, you always hear these stories about people quitting their job and going off on road trips, and then, but yeah. to have, like, something to come back to and, like, know it's there and you can, like, just get right back into regular life. Yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, and I think it, it would make me, for sure, feel more confident in, like, just the budgeting and planning of it, of being like, okay, I know I can plan to be returning to this job specifically. Yeah. I know it's there. I know when I'm going back to it. I know when I'm getting my first paycheck again. You know when your sal- what your salary is. Exactly. Kind of yeah. So, yeah, I think I need that kind of comfort. Um, yeah. To really just feel good about being like, okay, sweet, I'm just going to take off. Um, so that would be hard, I think, to do, but I think that's an option would be taking a leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely something that I'm feeling is like, I don't get, I get like three weeks vacation. Same. So it's, <laughs> yeah, sometimes I start daydreaming a bit of like, what could more flexible work look like? Yeah. I think a lot of the work, for, I mean, this is kind of not necessarily talking about out of my ass, but like reading a couple of articles, it does seem like employers are starting to realize the value of that mm. because of all the work shortage. So they're like, oh, how can we retain the people we've hired and trained? Right. And a lot of people are valuing like the work life balance and also flexible time off or even just like the flexibility of working from home um which i don't know you could do with your because you're you're pretty hands-on with the occupational therapist right yeah yeah i i think i know of one person who does 
she does work from home stuff. Like, she works remotely. And I've actually thought about reaching out to her just to like figure out what that work looks like because that's that's an, that's appealing and like you could you could theoretically like plan a road trip for a really long time and be on working. On a bike, set up your laptop on the handlebars. <laughs> I saw a video of a guy who like did take his laptop with him on a bike packing trip. Okay. Yeah, and did like some work. Wow. Like that's along a- the way, but he like, yeah, he like sometimes stopped and like stayed in like a city for like a week oh, or something okay. like that. I was like, that is a sweet office. Just go like sit in the mountains and send a couple emails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, but I think mo- for most OT work, yeah, you're hands-on. Yeah. So, it, yeah, the exception I think I think of is, like, maybe some mental health work where it's more conversation-based. Okay. You could do remotely, but, yeah. So, on the OT topic, what exactly do you do for work? You've explained it, like, what a couple times to me, but, like, yeah. it's kind of, like, kind of the point of this podcast for me, personally, is, like, explore like people's their working side and then their fun side and i know yeah. you three are fun side of like climbing yeah. or like cross-country skiing whatever right? right yeah what yeah my what is what is my ot work so i work currently in preschool autism intervention so i work with like four and five year olds autistic four and five year olds and i'll make a note about language that i use um, identity first language, aka saying an autistic child versus person first language, like a person with autism. Okay. Um, I'll use that because it's my understanding from the autistic community that that's their preference. Mm-hmm. But it's worth noting because it's a bit of a conversation piece, I think, currently in the community. Okay. Um, and different people individually have their own preferences. So if I was speaking to a person or about a person directly, I would use their preference. But yeah my understanding is that most of the community would prefer me to use autistic person, that identity first language. So yeah. that's what I would, that's what I use unless I kind of, um, know differently from a person specifically. Yeah. Anyway, so just a fun little note. And that's, I mean, I could get into that, but it's a whole thing because in school I was taught person first language always, but that's from the autistic community specifically. There's a, there's conversation around that and okay. how, like what they prefer being different. Anyway, so a little sidebar, side note, but that's the language I'll use. But so that's the work that I do. I work with um, autistic preschoolers, um, which is a great time. Mm-hmm. They're adorable. It's a good time. Um, and so I'm in um, our work is in wherever they are. So I'm in like preschools, daycares in their homes. But in my role, I am sometimes out seeing them in person and mm-hmm. I am also sometimes in an office prepping um reports or goal plans or you know drafting out specific yeah like more detailed plans on certain goal areas so i do i do a lot of that paperwork and organizing kind of side and then i like clinically supervise other people who are going out and doing most of the visits with okay our kiddos yeah so so it's an interesting kind of role because I'm less hands-on than I would be in other, I think, roles of OT yeah. work, which is part of a reason why I've been thinking about doing other work because mm-hmm. I think I would prefer to be doing a bit more doing and a bit less thinking and writing about doing. Yeah. Um, Did you start off with doing and then you've kind of graduated to this supervisory role? Yeah. Or you like you started with this role of supervising i basically started with this role yeah just kind of like how how our program is set up 
and that's not super uncommon like in other areas too um there's often ot's who have um either otas which is an ot assistant or like a rehab assistant so even in other roles there there would be a similar relationship with some people who are the folks who are trained who are who are like you know t- carrying out intervention that an ot plans basically okay um so that's not uncommon but I still think that I would be doing more, I could be doing more hands-on in other roles than I am doing currently. Yeah. Um, which I think I would like. Yeah. What about the the hands-on aspect do you think you'd enjoy more? Just like being up and active or? Uh, I think that's a part of it. Um, I think it's also just more like present of an experience. Hmm. I find that what I'm struggling with is making like making my brain focus and when you're doing something you're just doing it like you're not fighting yourself to like attend to something because Mm -hmm. you're you're there present in the moment yeah and so i think that i find that actually quite like mentally draining to just be like okay like now we're doing this thing and if for whatever reason i'm my mind's elsewhere on that day then it's just like the day's a battle yeah days (laughs) The days of battle, <laughs> just in case you want to cut out my voice crack <laughs> or not. Um, but so that's, um, yeah, I think, I think it's just how immersive doing physical work is. Mm-hmm. Even if like the work I'm doing isn't, isn't physical work in the sense of like labor, like really heavy lifting. Although honestly, like sometimes when you're playing with kids, like you're picking them up, you're throwing them around, you're running, like you work up a sweat for sure. Um, but yeah, just like the, the actual doing of something, mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, it's immersive. It's like more immersive. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, being immersed in actually doing something, not shouldn't say actually doing something, but something. <laughs> actually doing some real work. <laughs> but doing something a little more hands-on or like physical, like you said, and being immersed in it. Um, do you find yourself doing that? in the outdoors at all like mm, yeah. i have a couple of examples i can think of but i want to hear what you have to say on it well i think that's something that i love about outdoor things is like the you know how present you are in it and i think that's the appeal of like harder outdoor things like when you push yourself hard you you can't you have less space to think about other things yeah you know like you're all of you just hones in on whatever task you like are doing, you know, whatever challenge you set yourself. Yeah. Yeah, It's like you, if you're just out for a walk, you have a bit more mental space to be here for your mind to be wandering. Mm -hmm. But then like, I think of when we did, when we were cross country skiing and that was the example I was going to bring up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we, we could have done 10 K, but then we decided we preferred to do like 24 K. I think it was. So you should preface it was a loop. Yeah, yeah. The whole yeah. loop was twenty four, wasn't it? I think that what we had left was twenty four. Oh, okay. I think that's. I think so, but yeah. I could be wrong. So we had ski, then stayed at a hut. Yeah. And then to finish the loop, uh, we we're also behind on a day, so we would have had to do two days of skiing in one. But yeah. the first day wasn't too bad, so we were pretty confident that we could do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was either like basically options in front of us for like to, to just do the same 10 K we had done coming in, but going back out and then going back out, it would have been downhill. So it would have been pretty chill. Zoom, zoom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very zoom, zoom. Um, 
Or we could go the other way and finish off that loop, which is typically a three day loop. So yeah, we would have been doing two days worth in one day, which I think was, I think it was 20 24. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, I could be wrong on that, but, um, so that day, but then we started going along this loop and then encountered a moose and then <laughs> also later recognized we weren't on the right loop. We were on the wrong one. I think one. we were on the five day we loop. We were on a five day loop. <laughs> so we had to turn around. So yeah, what could have been a 10K day, but then we wanted to be at like 24K turned into like a 30. It was at least what? 36. Yeah, like 36. Like 36.40, yeah. <laughs> kilometers. <laughs> um of yeah like cross-country skiing with like packs yeah. on your back i had no reference like i've done that before where you just like go for a run or whatever and you're like i have no like this is a really right. far 24k yeah. <laughs> you yeah. get out you're like oh that's why it was so oh, far that's why yeah i know we we're just also wildly inexperienced and didn't have a map so it was yeah. a lot of layers but but i think of a day like that of how immersive that experience was you know like you really get into rhythm where you're just thinking of the next stride. And I think that's a bit of a coping strategy too. I'm like, <laughs> just think about the next step. You don't think about how many thousands of steps you have to do. Just think yeah. about the next one, the next one, the next one. And then eventually you end up doing whatever thousands or whatever it is. Um, but something like that of how like immersive that was, I think that's, that's what, that's where the appeal of like doing more doing comes from for me and like work as well like in professional mm -hmm. work of being like oh i actually really like being present in something yeah that's nice so just to touch on the skiing and you found you're like dialed in and focused um because personally yeah. i was just like these are the motions and my mind was like i don't know what i was thinking about at the time but just yeah. like way out there just like not i should say not paying attention but like it was pretty maybe not yeah i guess monotonous yeah um, mind you, like the scenery is beautiful and taking that in, but yeah. I find the same thing when I go for a run, I just kind of like do the movements and my right. mind wanders. I'd say I was pretty dialed in to what we were doing. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was maybe like a, like a little like circuit of like self check-ins because <laughs> like, like, my knee was a little cranky I think. and your heel was my definitely <laughs> cranky which you like yeah you showed up and took your boot off i was like oh yeah. my god I had, like the worst blister of my life for sure yeah that didn't feel that bad when i took my heat my boot off i was like whoa <laughs> maybe that was pretty rough there's a lot of adrenaline happening in that moment yeah yeah um yeah, but just like just just tune in to I think like how my body was feeling, how my lights were feeling, that kind of stuff, and like that was too on that day. I mean, I've moved away from my mind thinking so much about like my heart when I'm doing oh yeah that stuff. But I think I was a little bit of that, just aware of like this was the hardest thing I'd done since heart surgery, and there's yeah. been so many things that have been that thing. You know, it's like moved over mm -hmm. the last couple of years. It's been two years now, um, but. Still, I think it was, I think when in that, that point I was more of a place of just being like, okay, I wonder what my capacity is like right now and feeling like, um, not stressed and happy that I, I, I wasn't feeling stressed. Like I was more so about like, oh, I hope that my, my legs stay feeling good. I hope that my yeah. knee stays feeling good. Um, and I was happy to be in that place because, you know, for other things I've been more concerned about my like like cardio capacity yeah. or, or just feeling less trusting of my body yeah. in that side of things. So, so yeah. 
if anyone is listening to this, <laughs> for those who don't know, anyone. Julia had heart surgery before we met. So I don't know mm. what uh, what your lifestyle was like. Pre, I'm assuming like you're pretty active now. It was yeah. probably pretty active before the heart surgery. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I had I had heart surgery um, maybe like six months after I really started climbing quite a bit. So mm-hmm. before that, it... Um, climbing wasn't a part of my life, which is, which is funny to think of now because yeah. it's such a big part <laughs> now and it has been for a couple of years now. Um, but climbing wasn't really a thing, but I still was into like hiking. And I think I was at that point getting more and more interested in like bigger kind of adventures or planning for bigger things, mm-hmm. you know, like I always was really into like local hikes. Um, but it was just sort of like being like, Oh, I could do like this or this. Um, you know, these kinds of things. Like the summer before my heart surgery, I did like the long range traverse in Newfoundland. And that was like the biggest thing I had done mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, Still pretty big though. Like not, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it was cool. The, like, yeah. You just went from like hikes around the city and then you're like, but I also did that. Yeah. But I bought like, I bought like a backpacking backpack for, for that. that trip. Yeah. Gotcha. So it was like, so that was like the, uh, the gateway activity. Yeah. <laughs> that was the gateway drug. <laughs> and it was super cool. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I recommend. Yeah, but I haven't done that one. I recommend for sure. But um, yeah, but definitely active. But I think I've transitioned from like, um, active for me when I was younger meant like team sports. So yeah. ringette was like a really big thing. Um, and I did other things, but ringette was the really the big competitive one. Like I also like, you know, played a bit of soccer and lacrosse at one point and that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. ringette's been the big thing. And I think it was actually interesting for me as like a young, like, as a, as a young adult, I'm still a young adult, um, but like early twenties, like making that transfer over of being like, okay, I'm not, um, I'm not like a, I'm not a competitive athlete anymore in this team sport. Mm-hmm. So like, what do I want to transfer into uh, in like athletic pursuits? Yeah. Cause you played pretty high level ringette. Right? Yeah. Like I yeah. played on our provincial team you know, when I was like a teenager and stuff and went to like nationals and that sort of thing. And so once you kind of graduate out of that, you're, there's not really like, there's, much. yeah, there's not much to move into. I should say you could, like there is a national ring at Lee, you could play at a high level, but they're, um, yeah. Anyways, I like, I was kind of done. At yeah. That yeah. Point. So, um, so it was just kind of like, what do I go into next? And I think I spent a little bit of time of being like, still considering myself to be like, athletic and still doing some athletic things but realizing that i wasn't really putting energy into anything like athletic Mm -hmm. and i think in more recent years i've done this transition of recognizing that like outdoor things can be a something that you plan around and maybe train for in some sense of training of that as a word and like that can be like thinking of yourself as an athlete in that stand that point I listened to a podcast recently and it was encouraging people to think of themselves as athletes. And I think it's kind of like, I think it can feel a little bit funny to be like, well, I'm just someone who like <laughs> runs or like climbs sometimes or yeah. whatever. And, and, and you can take it really casual, but I think it's still recognizing like you're pushing yourself. Your body has nutritional needs yeah, relating definitely. to that. You need to recover relating to that. It can be helpful for you to train relating to that, whatever training, whatever you want training to mean. Mm-hmm. But if you're climbing regularly, even just for fun, you are training. Like you are. Yeah. Even though it's not like structured. You're yeah. Still, like 
pushing yourself yeah and you're obviously getting stronger if you're doing this activity all the time mm-hmm. yeah so yeah it's been kind of like shifting into that and i've been stoked on like yeah i think i'm falling into more of a place of of viewing that as like where how i want to push myself like physically or that's what i want to be like climbing specifically or you mean the like solo sports i suppose yeah to solo sports, sports. Yeah. like outdoor solo sports yeah yeah. yeah 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 like that kind of a place um which is cool and i think feels more sustainable like i think so too so yeah. i've had that thought um i rolled my ankle pretty bad at lunchtime basketball a couple of years ago yeah and part of the rehab was this wasn't dictated rehab i was like yoga is probably well it's obviously not gonna hurt and it's probably gonna help yeah. but yeah. then just looking at the individual sports like running yoga climbing i think they are a lot more sustainable because you do yeah. see people like into their 50s 60s like running biking yeah um, i know biking's big because it's low impact yeah well like what we were just we were talking about earlier about like that video of north shore betty this like 70 yeah. year old like crusher <laughs> <What a badass. laughs> like mountain biking uh out west and how I that made me feel really happy because I was like, yeah, I'm 29 and you can get caught into a bit of a trap of being like, I'm past my like athletic peak. And that's probably true, but it's also, well, I don't think I ever worked really to reach my athletic peak. So I, it's kind of a moot point almost. It's like, yeah. well, whatever. What am I mourning? I didn't do it anyway. Like, but like just recognizing how much capacity and potential my body still has and can yeah. for so long. That's why I like hanging out with you because I can see where I'll be in three years. <laughs> <laughs> like, Julia's still crushing it. I got three years to go. <laughs> I'll just keep on moving that. Be like, she's still, she's still holding on. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is why I would cheer for you. I'm like, go get it, Julia. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's cool. I agree. I feel like you see people, you, you hear of climbers who are crushing, like, you know, there's like whatever decades i don't know the exact numbers but i'm pretty sure there's like a 60 year old who sent 514 something and you're just like like wow that's not my goal but it's cool to know that it's available yeah right yeah Um, yeah and then like i was saying earlier i ran to a guy in tahoe who was 60 and he'd run 100k and then whenever moab 240 is he's gonna go run that i was just like yeah whoa okay cool yeah super cool and it's like um yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, it is true that like my peak, my peak performance moment, depending on what activity I want to do, but let's just say my like peak capacity for acute exertion and recovery was like, I don't know, early 20s or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, sure. But like, I can still push myself to some really cool limits much past that, right? It's kind of like that idea of like, yeah, if I wanted to be like an Olympic sprinter, like that probably would have been the time, but like that wasn't going to happen anyway, instead of like sheer motivational lack, you know, or, yeah. well, and just, you Look, know, just lots like of interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm not trying to say I could have been a sprinter if I just wanted to. Like, it's not what I'm trying to say. But I just mean like, that's an important consideration if that's what you're gunning for. But if that's not what you're gunning for, yeah, it's just cool to think of the longevity piece. And I, yeah, I think there's so much of that in biking and climbing and yeah, lots of stuff like that. Yeah, so I've also made that gradual transition. I don't think it was intentional. Like Other than like lunchtime basketball, like I mentioned before, that's yeah. probably the only team sport I'm playing these days. Maybe the odd like pickup basketball game. But um, yeah, transition to like 
primarily running and climbing, but slowly getting into biking as well. Um, but your teammates from your ringette days, mm-hmm. are they still sticking with ringette, even if it's like recreational, or have they done similar transitions to um, individual sports? Yeah, I think it depends on the person. Um, a lot of us still play. I still play. Like I played last winter, mm-hmm. um, in like a, in like a non, um, not the most recreational team. <laughs> yeah, not the most recreational team I could have played on. Um, and we still have some capacities for high level competition. Like we had a team that you know represent Nova Scotia at Eastern, like mm-hmm. Eastern Canadian. So there's still there's still some cool opportunity like that. But it's very much. Uh, yeah, like we didn't practice, you know, like it was like, yeah, it's like all these people who played at that level who we know we can still play at a, at a yeah, decent level. Yeah, you still have like the technique yeah. and it's. Stuff. I think it's kind of mixed. Some people, so some people are still playing and that's cool. And then some people are um, doing other stuff, um, have transitioned to like other things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess obviously because there is like Halifax Sports Social Club, it's not inherent for everyone to go in like the directions that we've kind of decided to go in. But we yeah. just hang out with people who are currently doing solo sports yeah so it kind of seems like that but yeah also the solo sports aren't always solo like the ski trip we did there's yeah. obviously us two and then real was along for that big section yeah but then there was like caller caitlin sophie annie i think that's it uh yeah I yeah so. but like even though it was an individual activity we we're still traveling together yeah. and like you are a team basically yeah. when you're doing these things yeah um, yeah yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's still kind of that like community aspect, and um, I really enjoyed that with Ringette. Obviously, like if I'm at a Ringette event and I walk into the rink, I always know people. But that's something I've really loved about climbing. I think it's really pulled me in is how like strong like there's a there's a pretty like tight knit like climbing community. I find. Mm-hmm. Um, at least like my experience of it has been like really friendly. Yeah. So I really enjoy that, and I love like striking up conversations with new people, and so. I find there's a lot of like potential for that at the gym and yeah. I've met lots of people through it. Sometimes too much. Like you go for a climb and then you like run into somebody, you have a 10 minute conversation with them. You turn around to go to the wall and there's another person. Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah, like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not like, shitting on it, but <laughs> what do I even do? But yeah. yeah, definitely friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I found so for sure. So that's a fun part of it too. And I think that's a big thing. Like, yeah, like we're describing these as like solo sports and I think it's just meant to be like, it's not a, it's not a team sport, but we're doing them with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you get into carrying gear and stuff. So like, obviously if you're three people hiking, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but you're probably going to bring a three person tent. Yeah. And then you like divide, somebody takes poles, somebody takes a fly, somebody takes a tent. Then yeah. you're like actually relying on each other to, right. to get through it. Yeah. Or one of the things I think about is like rock climbing multi-pitch is that mm. you're like definitely a team because you have to rely on if something goes wrong that you're, partner can help assess the situation and solve it yeah 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 um, yeah yeah but back yeah. to to the work activities topic yeah um do any of your coworkers know your outside interests or like <laughs> i like my work experience personally is that they're like okay alex likes to go outside and climb and do these things but i don't think they know specifically like the ins and outs of right of just the how deep you are into yeah it. yeah like and that's uh mutual because like a lot of them like to golf and i'm just like kudos to you guys yeah <laughs> um not like that i have anything against golf but it's just the window the weather window opportunity yeah. is 
same for running and climbing. Right. I'd just rather go do that, right? Let the record show that I've tried to convince... I've invited Alex to go golfing before. Alex is known for saying yes to everything. <laughs> and I once was like, what about golfing? He's like, no. I think my response was... Uh, what did I say? I was like, no, but... If we had to bring one club and our time factored into it, then I would say yes. <laughs> Just like sprinting between holes, <laughs> whacking a ball. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make it some kind of a challenge. Yeah. And then you got to like yeah. pick which club. Like you're obviously not going to bring a driver because then you got to putt with a driver. You're not going to bring a putter because you're going to drive with a putter, which yeah. isn't going to work. So yeah. somewhere would, in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I would, I would give it a go. I would yeah. go I would go golfing with a crew, like the uh, the Send Friends group. Just yeah. to try it. Yeah. But that's more Very of a fun. social thing than like yeah. an activity, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what golf is for me, I think, though, too. It's like a reason to hang out with some friends. Honestly, like some friends. <laughs> that's how I look at bouldering. <laughs> 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 more of a social thing, but we won't get into that. Yeah. <laughs> Teach their own. <laughs> something I just do for funsies. That's the whole thing, though, of like, um, I've been thinking recently about what, what parts of climbing I like the most. Like, what am I interested in? And I kind of had this moment of realizing that indoor bouldering is is some of my favorite movement mm -hmm. um and part of me felt almost like shame in naming that <laughs> um of just being like that's lame compared to like all this cool outdoor stuff you can do and it is really cool and it's beautiful to be outside mm -hmm. but the the type of movement that you can do indoors that you can't really do outdoors i really i find really fun i find yeah. it really playful i find it really like cool to do um which comes back to like having fun we mentioned earlier is that like mm -hmm. i can't remember how that came up i think it was like training for peak performance oh it was about like i think it was climbers who climb on days they don't want to climb mm. they're not necessarily having fun there whereas like us we're just casual just bopping back, yeah just, just bopping that's a good <laughs> way to put it so like if we're not feeling a climb and like this isn't gonna be fun then yeah we don't do it but like for you obviously indoor climbing is fun it's really um, fun. Yeah, it's super fun. I think, but then, it, yeah, yeah, it's super fun. So, would you I ever choose indoor over outdoor? Yes. <laughs> hey, that's totally fine. <laughs> ah, um, I think it depends. I think the thing with outdoors is I recognize that it's less accessible, like in terms mm -hmm. of I can always go bouldering yeah. inside. Yeah. Nope, whenever. So, Rain that's where I think I will choose for, to prioritize. prioritize the opportunity to go outside because I like need to coordinate with some people. And then if we're like sport climbing, my rope skills are limited. Mm -hmm. So I'm like wanting to learn a bit in that, but also just like feel like I need the support of other people yeah. who have some more experience. So sure. like, I'm like, Oh, I should jump on this opportunity to do this because it doesn't actually come up all the time. Like, yeah, you know, like it, the conditions have to be right and have to have a day off work and you know, oh, other it's the worst when it rains on the weekend and it's nice like Monday or Friday. Yeah, <laughs> and you're just like, oh man. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I think that's why I choose to prioritize it. Um, but if if it was just like always available outdoors or indoors, I'd probably do a mix. Yeah. Um, but it is I, definitely I it, different styles. Yeah. For sure. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, and I recently like I went. Um, tried climbing with Rill and we were just climbing like a crack and I'm just like that's this totally sucks. different this actually sucks. <laughs> we know I'm like bring it on <laughs> why are there cracks in gyms yeah. <laughs> I was just like I'm like excited to try it 
but I was like, honestly, I'm I'm at peace with not wanting to pursue this more. <laughs> like, I'm just like, it yeah. is. That's a good point, though. It is totally different from, like, you could almost argue crack climbing is as different to regular climbing yeah. as regular outdoor climbing is to indoor climbing. Like, yeah. totally different techniques it's and stuff. It's very different. Yeah. yeah, it really is. So, I think with some of those outdoor things, I, I get motivated to want to build skills in them if if I hadn't if I think of the opportunity to do like big wall stuff, mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. Like my, our, um, my friend, Alex, a different Alex in this. One, um, <laughs> how do you was, pronounce her last name? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Brooch, but. Brooch? Okay. I never yeah. know if it's Brooke or Brooch, but I I'll know. have to ask I, her. I think you pronounce a CH. I've just been like, is it Brooch? Brooch? Uh, I think it's Brooch. It's the soft Alex CH can let us know. Yeah, Alex, you're next Alex. on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, she was talking about um, she used to live um, out west and like just the potential for like multi pitch, like five eight or five nine climbing. I'm like that sounds dreamy. That sounds like such a pleasant day. Just a nice day out. Just like a hike, but make it more vertical. <laughs> like just like having a good time. And I think there's something really motivating and fun about pushing yourself on like grades that are at your limit too. Mm-hmm. But just like having the skills to do that safely and just have a pleasant little stroll just, up a wall. Yeah. Sounds amazing. So I think like, well, I'm assuming that was probably not like a crack. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was to be honest or what those roots, those roots are, but I just mean that like, that makes me feel more motivated to like, to learn like skills yeah. because it's like, Oh, that would be awesome to do. I'd want to be able to do that confidently and like contribute to a group in the problem solving. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I would agree like a day multi pitch is more fun than a day at the crag where you're just climbing single pitch stuff. Yeah. Um, again, just kind of like the adventure and yeah. going for a hike, but vertical, like you said, which I like, yeah. <laughs> it's like a good comparison, but yeah, like within your limits, which is kind of how I view travel climbing is like, I don't want to go and project something that's at my limit. Cause yeah, I'll probably spend all day there. Yeah. It's a chance I don't get it. So if I don't do the climb, then do I travel back to that place and go back to it? So right. I think personally, I just rather see as much as I can. So I'd yeah. rather climb like five, seven, five, eight, five, nine multi-pitch and then like really experience the area and get out yeah. of there. Yeah. Yeah. I, that makes sense to me. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know how we got here, but back to the original question. Yeah. Do your do your coworkers? Oh, yeah. I was gonna say roommates. I was like, that is not the right term. Um, do any of them do solo sports, or do they like do they know what you get up to um, on weekends? Or? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, they've got like a like a picture of it. Actually, we have a meeting every week on Wednesdays, and we started off by like, what's something fun from your last week you want to highlight? Oh. It's it's kind of turned into like, what did you do last weekend? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we do we chat about that a little bit. Um, yeah, so I think they, yeah, they're like aware, like we, we share some stuff of what we're kind of up to. And, um, I think my coworkers are a really big mixed bag of what people are doing. Um, it, yeah, it varies a lot. There's some people who are like new grads around my age. Um, and then there's, I have coworkers who are, you know, parents with families and that's what, that's what they're doing is most of the time um, at the rink this weekend or something (laughs) like that. So, um, so it's a, it's a really big mix. I'd say we're, Hmm. yeah, we're a bit all over the place. Have you ever gone out with coworkers on something like this? No, No? but I think it'd be fun. I did. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, um, we sometimes plan like, like, um, 
yeah, like a like a social event. We'll be like, well, let's go like get dinner, or go to a patio or something like that. Yeah, and, like, we do do plan some of that like periodically. And I floated the idea of going climbing, and it like did not land. No, <laughs> no, I think some would be down and some wouldn't. And I was like, we could go climbing, and it was kind of like. Mm. We yeah, could, we could. But... what about like a patio? Or... Yeah. One of my coworkers likes to like hike a lot. Okay. So she's like, oh, we could do like this hike or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really cool. But yeah. Yeah. I do find it interesting to hang out with people at, at work, outside of work. Even if it's not in like an outdoorsy setting, just like, yeah. like you said, going to a patio and kind of get to, to talk outside of, not the confines of the office, but it's just like you get to see more of their personality and it's not yeah. strictly focused on projects and stuff. Totally. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, I'm in the buildings department at my work, but there's also a coastal group, which are really outdoorsy, oh, in my yeah. eyes at least, which makes sense because they're coastal and yeah. outdoors. But I did Cape Chinecto with a group of them, and it was, yeah, it was super neat to see mm. them just in an outdoors. I guess, like, I've never worked with them directly at work, so I don't really know their, like, work personalities, for lack of a better word. Right. Um, I just know them as their, like, recreational selves. Yeah. 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 I don't. Um, but I would love to like take some people from the department climbing. Or, like, I love taking people climbing who like haven't really done it. I love introducing people to it. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly what it is. I think like seeing someone like figure it out and experience success and be able to help them in that. I think it taps into like my coaching brain. Like uh, I find that, that makes super sense. fun. Yeah. Um, and I think part of it too is like, it's become one of my favorite things to do. So just involve like, people in your favorite activity. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, everyone will love it. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. Like I love it. Um, yeah. But I really enjoy like, yeah. People being like, Oh, I think I like want to try climbing. I'm like stoked about yeah, that. Yeah. Like, Let me know. Yeah. I'll go anytime. Yeah, yeah. Any, any moment I'll drop anything and go. Um, yeah. I think it's just super fun. Yeah. That being said about nobody in the office climbing, I know uh, one of the guys took his kids climbing and he was yeah. looking, he was like, you want me to put my foot on that hole there to start? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I think part of that too is maybe the the age gap at work. Like we have quite a wide, yeah, widespread, or not necessarily the age gap, I shouldn't say that because like climbing, like we discussed earlier, there are people in their yeah. 50s, 60s climbing, but um, different stages of life. So like, yeah. Like you said, you have coworkers who are taking kids to arenas on weekends and yeah, stuff yeah. and same, right? Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. But yeah. I do think there's also a piece of like people people kind of get in, ingrained in their, their ways or habits. And and that's not to say that's a bad thing. You find things that you love and you want to keep doing them and that's cool. But I think people sometimes kind of are like, um, I, I feel like people feel like, Oh, I can't try something new, I'm at whatever state or whatever uh, age. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's something I think is really cool with climbing too, is that people don't typically start it really young. Like there are obviously people who start it young, mm-hmm. but most people I'd say it who are climbing started it probably as like an adult or like a late teen or, or whatever. Yeah. Like, like they, it's not like, Oh, I've done this since I was like five. Like I think with, let's say playing hockey or like ring at, like there's yeah. a big learning curve of like skating. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I think a, a, a significant thing yeah. to like come into. So people much more rarely would be starting it, you know, in their thirties. But I think like, Oh, uh, I see. Climbing people, people like you, you know, you see people who are like in their twenties, like, yeah, I'm, I'm brand new to it. I'm just starting. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like, 
Yeah, it's interesting you mention that because it's kind of like the solo sports are more inherent to or like easy to pick up like inherent to the movement yeah because like you mentioned skating you have to learn but even like uh like basketball you have to learn how to shoot a basketball whereas the solo yeah. sports are more like the movement of your body right kind of like everybody can walk and then walking leads to running and then like yeah or even biking like yeah. you do have to learn how to ride a bike i suppose so maybe yeah. not but i think i hear what you're saying like it sounds like there's there's fundamental movement patterns that most people do Mm -hmm. like walking is something that most people do and if you're like running you're just like walking fast you're running (laughs) yeah but and it's like over time but it's it's not like learning a whole new movement or whole new skill versus like you know learning how to dribble a basketball or like ball handling or whatever is just going to be like this whole learning curve and or like serving a tennis ball yeah 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 it's just really like unique to that sport kind of like skill yeah 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 um i don't know i didn't have a plan for how long (laughs) we are at do you want to guess like an like an hour yeah right just under an hour so i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know what even makes sense like i mean some of these might be 15 minutes some of them might be an hour some of them might be yeah but, I uh, wonder, like, were you thinking, like, there could be capacity to, like, cut and paste a bit, too, if you wanted it. I guess so, yeah. I should probably re-listen to this. But um, one thing I want to touch on before, not to sure. say we have to wrap this up in the next five minutes. <laughs> we're done. I, <laughs> yeah, that's it, folks. <laughs> um, do you have any chips coming up that you're... Ooh. Also, if they're top secret, you don't have to share. But <laughs> I'm curious to see. Like... Um, I don't have anything set in stone. I was um, talking with a friend, my pal, Emily, that you were, we were climbing with earlier today. Okay. Um, which one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There's many, um, about a bikepacking trip. Um, so we were, we were thinking about doing something like that maybe in the fall. And we were kind of looking at like, um, the Gaspé Peninsula. Oh, I think my friend, Emily is doing that what so i can touch base with her if you guys need any info like yeah sure yeah um but that's what we were thinking of doing um so that's a that's like a maybe i don't have anything else like really big kind of planned but i want to do that where we were talking about wanting to do the um there's something called a trailway in newfoundland and it's like an old railway yeah trail (laughs) that's the name trailway (laughs) Um, that goes like across Newfoundland. Um, and so we've talked about maybe doing that too. So I think that could be a nice progression. Like if I do like this, um, it's called a Transgaspizy. Like, so it's, you can do around the, the kind of a loop around the edge okay, of the Gaspizy Peninsula. And that's like more road, that's like road biking. Yeah. But you can also, there's a route that goes across and that's like trails. So you'd rather do a trail than road riding you think i think so yeah that's kind of what we're talking about doing so <laughs> i think both would be cool i think like the road especially like out there it's it would be like coastal so it'd be beautiful yeah yeah um but i think cutting through and kind of being more like in in nature nature kind of like yeah. i think that would be cool i think that's what's appealing to me about bike packing like on like trails is being in nature not to deal with cars like you get that whole experience yeah yeah that's what i found so like i just did my first bike packing trip yeah. And just like such a cool way to like first of all, earn your your trip and your views. Like yeah. you really like feel more validated doing it, or I do at least. Yeah. Um 
but also just like a slower way to see the landscape and experience the place you're in whereas yeah i think it was brendan leonard said in a podcast or something that like when you're driving you kind of like just drive up you step out you look at the grand canyon you're like cool and you jump back in your car and you leave whereas like if you were i don't know if you can bike the grand canyon but you can run it um and that would be a cool way because you're just like slowly in it experiencing the place yeah um but yeah i'm definitely on board for the the bike packing yeah and like human powered adventures yeah yeah i think there's something really um yeah like rewarding about that and i think it's like that immersive kind of piece again like you're in it you're in it and I don't know, it's going to sound really, like, wishy-washy, but you're, like, in it in a more, like, intimate way. Like, you're... Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. You're not like, oh, I'm in my car. I'm kind of separated from it. Like, you feel all of it, even if it's not pleasant. It's, like, mm-hmm. if it's hot or if it's windy or if it's rainy, like, you're just, like, experiencing all of it. Yeah. And I think that just really... That's why you get a feeling of, like, accomplishment. But also, again, it's, like, you really feel like you experienced a place, I guess, mm-hmm. when you're seeing it in that way. And we've talked before about how, like bike packing or biking feels like um a great balance of like you can cover a lot of ground but you're still experiencing it so yeah. you know hiking you're maybe experiencing it like the most or you could you could maybe argue but you cover less ground so biking i think you still are slow enough pace that you really feel it and you're not totally wrecked because that's why i initially wanted to get into ultra running i was like this is such a cool way to like experience a landscape right. you're like running through you're doing it yourself but like a lot of like if you're running 50 kilometers you're probably not going to feel great at the end of the day you're not going to bring a tent with you while you're running although i've learned that fast packing is basically ultra running with whoa as like yeah <laughs> i'm gonna stick to bike packing and i just like know running. my knees will never reach that <laughs> point so like i'm no <laughs> but that's cool for the people who do it <laughs> um but yeah i think biking yeah it feels almost a little more accessible of a way to do that um and i think of that from the standpoint of like i think the fitness you'd have to reach to like ultra run or like run with like a pack and like that cover that mm-hmm. distance distance or whatever um biking just feels a bit more doable yeah you don't have to put in as much yeah. um training i guess yeah so. and you can obviously go you can go ham with whatever so like you could <laughs> like you could you could reach wild limits biking too like yeah. of course well but... i've heard you can do the uh the great divide and four weeks if you do 100 mile days each day <laughs> right so like you can do whatever you want to do if you if you set if you decide to do it but um yeah i think it's like a way you can cover lots of ground in a way that still feels like reasonable yeah for sure yeah cool cool is there anything else you want to touch on or what are you what are your thoughts and i don't know i don't know uh, i don't know how to start this i don't know how to end it yeah You're like, i don't know <laughs> Something we talked about earlier, and I think we maybe talked touched in a little bit um, today too. But wondering if it's something you're interested in having like captured is like the, just even the balance of like the like each week or like throughout the days. Like we were talking a little bit about how like I've been trying to, I've been thinking about oh yeah my work yeah like work life balance during the week, and wondering if there's ways I can like play around with that balance. Um, but like I recently applied for a job that's like 70%. So it would be like three days, one week, four days, the next. And I know that I would have to supplement that with like some other work to fill in the gaps. Um, but how I've been really excited, the prospect of um, trying to get basically more, more work as a musician 
and having that fill in the gaps mm. and like letting that kind of fill in a little bit and just sort of finding a rearrange of like what else can my balance look like other than like a Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 4.30. Yeah. And then that's obviously appealing too because then I'm like, what I can have like long weekends and then all of a sudden you have all these long weekends and you can do like some cool trips. like Some local adventures. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, over that. And so just trying to play around a bit with what the week looks like. Yeah. And yeah. that's, although like, music isn't necessarily like an outdoors thing it is like one of your hobbies and then you're yeah you're kind of more blending your work and hobbies yeah together into one while still maintaining separation because you would still have ot work but yeah yeah like music is yeah as a hobby and like a huge passion of mine but i'm like soon gonna be releasing like a cd and so it's like wanting like having that kind of transition into something that i'm i'm viewing as like um yeah something that that can make money through mm-hmm. or like it's not it's not about the money man but like it's <laughs> it's, it's like definitely it's, helps <laughs> yeah it's like what how can that be kind of self-sustaining and what what doors can that open mm-hmm. you know like when you have more um there's so much there's so much cool opportunity you can get from um performing and having more of a presence and like what can that lead to in other performances and then if you make some money off of a certain project then you can reinvest that money into doing more and i love like the recording process has been super fun and releasing music is really appealing of a a prospect and obviously like if i can not do a conventional monday and instead of that it's like i played like like a show on the weekend or something like i'm down for that shows are funner than a typical monday even if i like (laughs) generally like my work it's like i still would rather play a show on the weekend yeah. and not spend eight hours at work on monday oh, especially because like you're gonna release this album or ep or they both except i don't EP. know EP. yeah okay. you're gonna release this ep yeah. anyways like you're taking your time on your weekend so like if you could do that work on a monday then you have your yeah. weekend to it's it's just all about like division of energy and mm-hmm. it's like um it's not even yeah like it's it's money but it's also energy and like i want to shift some things in my life so i can have more of my weekly energy be into like music Mm -hmm. um and the thing is is that when you're working like that takes up time and it takes up energy too so it's like having mental capacity after you do work day to be able to then like record come home or do whatever else and it's like yeah, you have those hours, but do you have the energy afterwards? And so I that's, find that, yeah. yeah, too, especially with photos, which I've done as much of lately, but like I'm sitting in front of a computer all day and I come home yeah. and I have to then sit in front of a computer more to do yeah. photos, which like I put on myself, like I take on these projects, but yeah, I definitely, yeah, understand. but it's like, yeah, you have those hours, but it's like you have to be doing, yeah, exactly, more of that like computer time. Do you mm-hmm. really have the mental energy to be doing it? Do you really want to at that point? Um, yeah, so it's like it, it. Yeah, I think it's interesting to think about like, can you sub out one day of your week, and then you're doing that d- a different type of work instead. Yeah. So I do find that the uh, like, if I have to work overtime or we're quite busy, I'll save those days for yeah. the days that we have the lunchtime basketball because that break in the day is almost like a reset. Yeah. Um, or if I have to go to site, um, then I'm on my feet. Then it because although I was working, but I was like up moving, it yeah. doesn't feel like. Like, I'll go back from site and say, like, okay, my seven and a half hours start now. Because it's seven and a half hours in the chair as opposed yeah. to, like, actually, actually up and moving. Yeah. Um, but even, so, like, I was training to run Cape Shignecto, which didn't happen. But part of the train, 
I didn't really have a training plan, honestly. I was just like trying to put in some long runs and get used to being on my feet. Yeah. So one of those was buying a standing desk at home. Yeah. Uh, because I have that flexibility to work from home some days. So yeah. some days I work from home and like stand for four hours working. Yeah. Or I would start early and then go for a two hour run at lunch kind of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out where I was going with that. But like yeah. with the, the energy, I find like that break in the day is, is helpful. If you can. Yeah. If, if you can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. It's kind of like a way to reset. But um, yeah, I think that's been like a balance I've been working to find um, in like, because there's a lot of things that I like to do. Um, so it's recognizing that even if I'm like, okay, well, this will only be this amount of hours in the week. And then that means that I could still have these hours left. It's just like, but you need time for like, doing nothing like you need time to be like doing nothing I is just need productive to flop sometimes yeah. Yeah. i think you coined the post word yeah. flop <laughs> no my my old roommate emma did uh. and I just emma, but i think i'm kind of associated with it now at least within our like the head of marketing group. of yeah. the post work flop. flop yeah the flop the concept of the flop is just like taking time to be like horizontal and that's just that's what you're doing yeah because you're just flopping and um but you need time to rest and you need time to like get groceries and make food and do laundry and those things. And that takes energy too. So it's like find the balance for all those things and realizing that, um, yeah, I've been thinking about kind of the next year and sort of reorganizing a little bit. Like I'm think I'm going to be taking a step back a bit from some coaching stuff, which is something Mm -hmm. I love doing, but it's like, I want to do it well. I want, I have to put energy into it. Yeah. And it's like, if I also want to be releasing music, I want to do that well and I put energy into it. Yeah. And I still need to have time and capacity to like do life. Yeah, like, definitely. Like other things. So no, that's something I, I don't know if struggles right away, but definitely aware of is that everything you do has an opportunity cost. So if you're doing one thing, you're not yeah. doing the other. Yeah. Um, not to say that you're not enjoying what you're doing, but you're just like always aware that you're like, oh, I could be doing whatever or doing something else. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And it's just like make making choices to be able to like prioritize what you what you want to or recognizing that you you do have to do a bit of that um like sometimes you do have to do a bit of thinking or planning kind of around that because mm-hmm. it can be easy for things to like just fall in the back burner if you don't like make them happen like so. resting which i like usually i find like yeah. the flop is what goes to the back burner because for me <laughs> i just get so busy doing things but i have a friend who like she was the same way and but she would schedule a flop oh i don't yeah. know if it's a half day wow. or a full day but like put her in a calendar and because it was scheduled she was like okay i'm not doing anything today which i think is totally valuable and, and important because like wow. you do need time to recharge it's impressive and, yeah i don't confer i'll have to confer with them about <laughs> the flop flop industries <laughs> yeah <laughs> like um yeah that's cool all right well yeah it's yeah it's 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 yeah being planful around that and just like yeah it's like i I I could do like X Y Z back to back to back to back to back. It's like, or I couldn't. I could not do that too. Mm-hmm. And that may, may may be better for me actually. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd say so. Like, yeah, it's uh, productive to not do anything if you're busy all the time. Just yeah, take a day off, take get yourself time. done, take yeah. a nap, just you know. lounge, binge watch Downton Abbey. Stranger Things season four, <laughs> volume two. Finished it yesterday. Would recommend. Was it good? Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's that kind of stuff is important. Yeah. Cool. So, wrap this up then? Yeah. Can I go to Mexico? 
Oh yeah. Go see what we can blow our budgets on. Sounds good. So thanks for tuning in and listening, everyone. Uh, we hope you were able to take something away from conversation with Julia. We realized we did get a little climbing specific at times. So if you have any questions related to that, just leave them in the comments or send us a message at the 41st hour on Instagram or Facebook. And make sure to tune in next week when we sit down with Robin Perry, who is completing her PhD in clinical psychology at Dalhousie University and in her off time likes to get outside for bike rides and hikes around the city. Uh, thanks again for tuning in, especially on this first episode. Uh, sports has been great and look forward to seeing you all next week.